Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. wanted to share just a really quick disclaimer with you. Um, I recorded this interview at the Alamo Drafthouse in Richardson and they were so kind about letting me um, record there in their bar area and they even turned all their music down. However, I did get some ambient noise like putting away glassware and opening cash registers and it was kind of loud so I edited out as much as I possibly could Um, But I do apologize for the sound quality on this particular episode. It was just something that I didn't realize the mic was going to pick up so intensely. (laughs) But I still think that the uh, interview itself is worth listening to. It's really good. Uh, Shiley Warren has a lot to say about women in film, their role in film, and, you know, their roles in front of and behind the camera and why that's so important. So I hope you guys still appreciate this interview and enjoy it. You know, give me any feedback you can, but just want to let you know I was aware of that issue. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, this is Lisa, and uh, we are going to go a little off script today. We're not going to talk about one movie. We're actually going to talk about an event. I'm here at Alamo Drafthouse in Richardson for the Women Make Movies program. And so just to kind of introduce that for you guys, here's the description for you. When women's liberation swept the nation in the early 1970s, women began making more films than ever before. Women Make Movies was there to train, support, and distribute feminist films, and they continue to do so today. As the Women's March, Me Too, Time's Up, and Black Lives Matter generate new waves of feminist activism, we look back at the ways women have used their creativity and passion behind the camera. In this program, we screen a selection of films from the Women Make Movies catalog that highlight the power and persuasion of feminist cinema across the ages and across the globe. And so today, here to talk about that, I have, you said Shiley? That's right. Shiley Warren. I want Mm -hmm. to make sure I pronounce that correctly. Yes, thank you. Uh, She is the Assistant Professor of Aesthetics and Film Studies at the University of Texas at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you for having me. Of course. And um, I just kind of had a quick question. Can you talk a little bit more about this program and how it came together? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. So the overarching organization sponsoring the program is the Dallas Video Fest. And they're fantastic um, director and executive director. And Bart and Raquel, essentially, who run that um, amazing organization, um, responded to an idea I had, which was to... Um, show films that kind of speak to feminism and I think what's happening right now in our world in the world of the media um, but also beyond the media 
so I had this idea of putting together a program that would give us like a long, a big picture, let's say, or a longer history mm-hmm. of women's involvement in filmmaking. And they just jumped on it right away, super supportive, and also gave me this other idea, which was to draw all of the films from the Women Make Movies archive. They have a relationship with that distribution organization, Women Make Movies, mm-hmm. um, based in New York City. They've been collecting and cultivating, you know, women. Uh, filmmakers since the 1970s they're still working today and they're a super important organization so women make movies is the organization that distributes the films that are part of the program today okay so they distribute those films but most of us don't have access to them because they're not widely available like they're short independent experimental you know sometimes documentary non-commercial independent films so if you're just seeing films either on your streaming services or at the you know places like the Alamo Draft House you're unlikely to have ever seen any of these films because wow. they're small and they're hard to get so I wanted to bring them out and I wanted to bring them out from that wonderful organization out into the public and Bart and Raquel were super supportive of me doing that that is so great I, I, that was going to be my next question too is how mm-hmm. can we access them so they're not something you can necessarily access right away so we kind of really appreciate this program uh, so that we can get to see some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when audiences come see this today, what do you kind of want them to walk away with from that experience? Wow. <laughs> I, okay, so my overarching, I think, goal, one of my m- sort of driving passions as a film scholar and a writer and a curator is to, um, is to sort of spread the word about how involved women have been in movie making since the very beginning. And so I want people to walk away with the sense that like, wow, that's not what I thought when I thought of feminism or, you know, women have made all kinds of movies, all kinds of movies um, that I didn't know they were making. Or women face issues all over the globe that are either really similar to what I experienced in my own life or super different. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm glad I know about that. And now I can plug that into my understanding of what is going on with women around the world. So, I, you know, any of those things. If, no, if people walk away that. with any of those ideas, I would feel really satisfied. No, I, I think it's really great. And I think that there is sort of an attitude or a perception that women are not as involved as they really are in film. Mm-hmm. And especially when, you know, we've only really had one best female director winner ever. Yeah. And a response that I got from other people a lot of times was, well, there's just not a lot of women directors, which is actually not true. It's just that they don't have the same voice. And so I think getting the chance to see something like this can, you know, help with that understanding that there is a lot to be said mm-hmm. and there is a lot being said it's just that access yeah. that you're talking about totally. you know yeah yeah women just don't you know traditionally and historically they haven't had as much access to funding um mm-hmm. and to opportunities in the major film industry we know this from all the numbers I mean the numbers mm-hmm. are really you know staggering when it comes to women's involvement in major you know blockbusters um, their involvement is so low but that doesn't mean they're not out there like you said um, women go to film school in equal numbers they buy tickets in equal numbers right and you know hopefully someday they'll be represented in equal numbers in the industry but for now you know if we want to see what work women are making we kind of have to step outside of the blockbuster arena yeah you know we have to go go see documentaries and we have to you know think about smaller and shorter films the kinds of 
you know, independent and uh, small budget projects that women have been able to make. Um, and they make those films to build their reputation and build their experience so they can make the bigger films. I mean, everybody wants, you know, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be like a major filmmaker? I'm sure of all the women I'm showing today, you know. But, you know, they they work in other arenas and so mm -hmm. it's up to us to actually go out and seek out those films and try to watch them if we want to have a much more kind of robust and diverse picture of what women are doing behind, mm -hmm. behind the camera. What kind of went into the process of picking which films to highlight in this uh, program? I think I had two major goals. Well, you know, I have lots of goals always, apparently. Um, <laughs> you could tell from, uh, from the way I'm talking about the program. Um, so one thing is that I wanted to get a long trajectory. So the first film is essentially from 1943, and then the last film is from 2001. So I wanted mm. to get a film from every decade, you know, and to give a um, kind of a, not, not necessarily chronological, but a really um, expansive understanding of how long women have been making films and right. what kinds of films they've been making. And so actually the first film is a documentary about women's involvement in the film industry, starting with all the way back with the first film ever made by a woman, Alice Guy Blachet, um, who was one of the first female filmmakers, maybe even the first narrative filmmaker, wow. according to what you read. Yeah, okay. so the first kind of story film that was ever made was likely made by this woman, Alice Guy Blachet, here in the United States. Wow. Um, and so there's a documentary that gives us the kind of, sort of the silent period and the early film history. And then we start to watch films by the women themselves, mm -hmm. sort of taking off from there. So I wanted to, um, yeah, so one of the things I did is tried to get a representation of films from the ages. The other thing that um, I wanted to do was to give voice to many different kinds of women's experiences. So um, black women, Indian women, uh, black women in England as opposed to black women in the U.S., um, you know, Arab women, Jewish women. You know, I really tried to... Um, kind of hit home that point that feminism is and has always been really committed to questions about diversity mm -hmm. and solidarity. How do we hear each other's voices? How do we come together? And really paid attention to and really foregrounded the voices of, you know, what the 70s women called like the most oppressed. You know, right. I mean, it's yeah. really always been committed to that question. That's great. Certainly in the world of art, let's say, mm -hmm. and filmmaking. And so I wanted, that was the other thing I really wanted to kind of remind people or show people if they didn't know. Right. No, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think that that's extremely relevant to a lot of the conversations we're having about feminism exactly. today. So so from this, I guess, progression, and we'll see that today, yeah. how, how has women's roles changed, do you think, mm -hmm. like uh, behind and in front of the camera since, since the 40s and on mm -hmm. to today? That's a great question. Wow. Um, well, I gosh, I wish I could say that it's changed a lot, but I'm not sure it really has, you know? Yeah. I think in the 19 the film from the 1940s is by a filmmaker named Maya Darren who is one of the most like beloved avant-garde filmmakers in American history, right? Um how feminist is her film is kind of a question. How feminist was her filmmaking for the 1940s, right? Um is a question I think I have and I'll be curious to see what other people think. Um I, I wonder, I guess I want to say that I'm not sure women have more, more opportunities now than they did then, except for people like you and me and Bart and Raquel and the people of Women Make Movies who have just, who constantly kind of draw attention to mm -hmm. their work, right? So I feel like we still, 
gosh, we still need to work on creating spaces so that it's easier for women's work to get seen mm-hmm. and made and funded and distributed, mm-hmm. you know? So I wish I had a progress narrative for you, but I don't <laughs> think I do. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd love to hear from women artists to hear what they think, but maybe we have more access because equipment is cheaper, mm-hmm. technical knowledge isn't as kind of precious as it was when people were making films on 16 millimeter and had to develop them and mm-hmm. edit them by hand, right? So maybe it's easier technically, like here you are, right? With right. your mic and your computer <laughs> yeah. and your phone and you've got your, I mean, that's amazing. And I think probably a lot of more women filmmakers are doing, you know, yes, feel yeah. empowered by that technology. Um, but are they hitting audiences? Are they finding you know, are they getting financed for that next film after the first big one? I mean, mm-hmm. no, not yeah. yet. No. I mean, I think there's a great, um, there's some statistics, right, on the uh, Women Make Films website about how many words are spoken by women in movies, Yes. Um, how many female characters are there, how many protagonists, and I think when you see it like that in black and white, it is really jarring. It is. Because, I mean, we're over 50% of the world's population, Yeah. but that's not reflected in film almost at all. No. So I think when people can put it in perspective that way, it helps them understand it a little bit more. But no, I, I'm not surprised by your answer. I, that's kind of <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. I and like, I was like, it's unfortunate. It's like there's a part of me crossing my fingers, but I thought Sorry. she's probably going to say no. <laughs> no, and I think, you know, some of these films, you'll notice the, um, let's say the production quality is often determined by the funding, right? Mm-hmm. So, so maybe the sound or the image isn't quite as... I don't know, slick, because mm-hmm. it isn't as expensive, right? And and I embrace that. Like, I think, gosh, what are we looking for from these films? You know, we got to be looking for lots of different things and mm-hmm. not just, like, how much does it look like advertising or, like, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. And so I also want people to get comfortable with different styles of filmmaking and mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think web series do that today now, too, right? That the shows that get started on the web are going to look a little bit different before, you know, than yeah. what, what they look like when they get on the major platforms. And I wanted people to also see kind of how you, I mean, all the different tools there are in the toolbox of filmmaking, you know, um, documentary and experimental film and short fictions. And, 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 I, and I hope that maybe some women artists will come today and women filmmakers will come today and say, like, yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways to make a movie. I want to, you know, I want to make one too. Mm-hmm. Or I want to go out and watch other kinds of films too. You know? For sure. I think, like, growing up, um, I've always really loved movies. And there was a time when I thought about being, like, an actress. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I don't really want to be behind the camera. Maybe a writer. And then, you know, one thing that really hit me recently was I never even thought about being a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not even something that women mm-hmm. necessarily think of as a female job. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much working against that. It, it's kind of crazy to be a big film fan and to never even have that thought, to yeah. not feel like I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I, I think this is so important because for, especially for like young women, well, really any age, mm-hmm. but to see that early on, to see women behind the camera more mm-hmm. so that they can at least picture themselves, representation in that role. It's really important. I, I mean, it, it, it definitely affected me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of women filmmakers say that. Like, mm-hmm. they'll have worked for 10, 15, 20 years, producers, screenwriters, you know, actors in all kinds of roles. And, and I think some of them at some point in their career have literally said these words like, why didn't I direct that? Um, 
Um, I had read a little bit about you on the program today that you had written this book called Subject to Reality. Can you talk a little bit about that? I've been really interested in the history of women in documentary filmmaking in particular Mm -hmm. because women have had a bigger voice there. Okay. And how to, yeah, what kinds of subjects in non-fictional filmmaking have women been dealing with, you know, over the course of film history and... I hope, um, yeah, so I'm trying to sort of tell a new story. Yeah, you yeah. know, I I'm, love that. I love documentaries, too, so mm-hmm. that's really exciting to hear. I guess I didn't have that awareness that, that women have a stronger voice in that area, but it, it definitely makes a lot of sense because they're going to care more about some of these issues that affect us specifically. Yeah. And it's really relevant right now. Mm-hmm, totally. So there's, yeah, much greater numbers of, for example, I think... 12 or 13 women have won Oscars for their in the best documentary category. Wow. Yeah, but you know, um, so they win them as best documentary, not as best director, mm, right? Okay. But yeah. there, so let's say 13 women there as opposed to one woman who's won, you yes, know, yeah. in the best film category. That's really um, jarring. Like, that's a big difference. Exactly, okay. Oh, exactly. I'm going to have to brush up on my documentary knowledge. I'm yeah. always on Netflix and well, Hulu looking for new stuff. A so. lot of great work by women. Yeah. Um, for sure. There's a new, I'm really excited about one coming up I can tell you about. Oh, it's go a for it. film by Olivia Newman. It was just at um, South by Southwest mm-hmm. and it's Sundance. Um, and I believe it's called the, the Match or the First Match. And it's about women in boxing. Oh, really? Or wrestling nice. or something. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm so excited to see oh, it. And it's going to cool. be on Netflix in just a couple of days, I think March 30th. So oh, we'll keep our eye out for that. For, yeah, things like yeah. that. And maybe you can get the title right when you. <laughs> yeah. No worries. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, so. Okay, you kind of already answered this question, but I'm just I'm just going to ask it mm-hmm. uh, just to see what, what, what your ideas are. Um, there has been a big push, I feel like, recently for representation in Hollywood, or you can really see that reflected like in, in the Oscars. You know, they talk about, mm-hmm. you know, women in front of and behind the camera. So I think it's kind of an exciting time. Yeah. I feel like we're sort of on a threshold here, yeah. and I'm really hopeful about it. Uh, what are some of the biggest goals you have for women in the film world? Like, what would you, mm. what do you want to see? Like, what would where would you want to start with mm-hmm. women having a bigger voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think Frances McDormand's, you know, yeah. call to the world, inclusion writer, inclusion writer, inclusion writer, makes some people uncomfortable because, you know, in the U.S., we're really uncomfortable with the sort of idea of quotas or yes, thinking yeah. that maybe people don't deserve a chance and they everybody should earn it or whatnot. But the fact is, you know, that that hasn't really, the, you know, sort of free yeah. market has not really worked out for women, you know? Equally, And so I think we do need some help. And I think she's right. And I think Mm -hmm. the people who do have a little bit of power, a little bit of say, people like her and other, you know, big name actors and producers and directors, um, it would be great if they extended that opportunity to other underrepresented groups. So the under, so I think the inclusion writer in a kind of industry practice, right, sort of guaranteeing more participation by people of color and by women um, is a great idea. I would love to see that. I mean, the Swedish film industry is doing it. They Mm -hmm. have reserved 50% of their funding for women directors. I mean, it just makes sense, like statistically, right? Like we talked about, there's a lot of women out there and there's we're not being I I mean you mentioned today like how long women have been involved in film so why hasn't that right resulted in if if it's all about fairness if it's all about earning it I mean how have women not earned it by now so that kind of that logic doesn't really add up so I completely agree with you I like that answer a lot so just yeah just put it on paper and make an agreement like I'm really you know we haven't talked about it a lot lately but I remember a few years ago there was news that women were actually 
um, they were um, going up against Hollywood in a civil suit, right? Mm -hmm. What was this? This was one of those, what are those called when a lot of people come together? Class action suit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a class action suit against Hollywood for under, because the thing is like, oh, maybe, you know, it's not that women haven't been making movies that haven't been trying to get into the industry. They have literally been blocked yes. from yeah. making inroads. They've been blocked in all of the ways we've learned about from the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. right? Um, they've been blocked, you know, just because of people's thinking and stereotypes about women's work and women's cinema. Uh, and so, you know, we need, I mean, it's going to take hard work to undo yeah. what we call that kind of systemic injustice. Right. You know? It's not one big bad guy. No. It's a system it's that's a working system. against us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's working against women. It's working against people of color. And I think films like Black Panther, films like Wonder Woman, you know, these big films are super important because right. they remind the industry that... You know, if you, wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you make it, they will succeed. Exactly. If you let these people make these films and right. get these stories out, you know, these people, women in underrepresented groups, if you let us, you know, if you let us tell our stories, um, people want to hear them. They do. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. It's That's on a grand scale, mm -hmm. like you're saying. But um, So I guess my last question is, uh, how do you think... You know, I think sometimes uh, I had a comment from someone the other day when I kept stressing these numbers, mm -hmm. and um, I know when Wonder Woman came out, I kept saying this, you know, you don't understand how empowering that is for little girls. Like, totally. I grew up, all my heroes were, were men, mm -hmm. because there weren't really any heroic women. Mm -hmm. I mean, there just weren't. And um, this person I was telling had the comment that it's just a movie. It doesn't really, like, who cares? That's so minor compared to mm -hmm. other bigger problems. So my question for mm -hmm. you is, how do you think women's roles in film affect outside of it? Like, how do you think, why is it so important that yeah. we showcase female directors and their jobs, and why is it so important to have representation in film, do you think? Well, I mean, isn't the, the, the amount of money that these people make, these celebrities in movies, and these directors who make movies, and the advertisers who put, I mean, isn't it enough to say that movies are really important in our culture? Yeah. I mean, yeah, would yeah, these yeah. people be making tens of millions of dollars per film if they weren't somehow valued in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, movies are one of the most important um, cultural forms we have, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, 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 you know, mass media, right, is, is, is how a lot of people get their ideas about how the world works mm -hmm. you yeah. know we go into movies and we see things happen and we either say like that's going to be me or that'll never be me or you know what I mean we really form our ideas about how the world works and who we are and how we fit into the world based on going to movies mm -hmm. I mean otherwise frankly it wouldn't be the freaking money maker that it is it's you know point, it's yeah. a huge industry mm -hmm. and so I think that proves that it has a lot of status yeah it has a lot of status in our world um, so I think yeah movies really shape our view of the world and if that's true then movies also shape our ideas about gender and about mm -hmm. race and about America and mm -hmm. about the world so uh, so I think it matters a lot I mean I, maybe I wish it didn't matter so much frankly <laughs> yeah, you right. know because we haven't gotten you know we've gotten the short end of the stick on that one yeah. women I think of people of color so I wish it didn't matter so much but it matters a whole lot mm -hmm. and so when you go to the movies and you're constantly being told that you're not important or that your character can get killed first or that you're there for the pleasure of others yeah. or that you know that it, it's most exciting to see you get hurt 
You know, yeah. when you go to the movies constantly and get that message, how are you not going to internalize that? Mm-hmm. Of no, course yeah, that matters. So true. Yeah. yeah, so I would say to this person, like, yeah, I wish it didn't matter so much either. But yeah, but it does. It yeah. does. So let's work yeah. on it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, um, thank you again so much yeah. for taking the time out of your day to, to come down here and speak to me about this. Um, where can people find you and your book and, you know, if, if you have any social media outlets to plug or anything like that? Oh, wow. I um, am so grateful for this opportunity. Let me tell you, first of all, I think um, we were talking before we started recording about how um, how hard it is to find women's voices in movie criticism, like in mm-hmm. film criticism and podcasts about film and reviews about films. And um, I hope anyone who's listening to this podcast will find their voice, create a blog, get online, share your thoughts about movies, especially if you're a woman and especially if you have strong ideas about films. So um, thank you for connecting me to you. Um, and about me, I'm a film professor. So my life is usually pretty boring. I'm teaching classes <laughs> at the University of Texas at Dallas and my students are wonderful they help me think through all of these things. Um, So you can find me at UT Dallas. Come take a class with me. (laughs) Um, You can find me also just around Dallas. I try to interact with as many film communities as I can. Online, I'm very quiet on Twitter, but I'm there at SheLikesWhat is my handle. And... um, and my book hopefully will be coming out in early next spring. I also write a lot of essays, academic essays especially. Okay. So I'm kind of an academic film person. So yeah, but you can find some information about me on my faculty webpage at UT okay. Dallas. And Perfect. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the role women played in cinema history and why their roles in front of and behind the camera are so important. Thank you again, Shiley Warren, for your time and for all that great information. If you guys have feedback on this episode or any others, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram under AYA and as a Nancy AMI Lisa and in our closed Facebook group, I Love That Movie. Our group is closed, but if you just send a request, I'll add you. It's just a safe space for movie lovers to discuss their favorite films, judgment-free. My only rule is keep it positive. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. If you leave a positive review on iTunes, you'll be entered to win a $20 gift card to a movie theater chain of your choice. Right now, we're at 21 reviews, guys. When I get to 30, I'm going to draw a name, so leave a review today. Thanks so much, and I look forward to hearing from you. 